The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report, 1500 AM, also on all your uh, podcast platforms. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. It is October, so this will be a scary edition of Federal Football Report. <laughs> Although some would argue 2020's been would even say that the start of the football season for the Burgundy and Gold, the Washington football team, has been scary enough. Uh, we are in October, and so it is a Halloween edition. Before we jump into anything uh, field on the field related, Kevin, uh, I just want to know, are you a fan of horror films? Because what I do, and it's been my custom maybe the last six years or so, uh, is in October, I try my best to watch one horror film a, a, a day. And But oh, here's hmm. the thing. It's not the weird, you know, like the the, the Saw series and things like that. It's, it's the classics. It's Friday the 13th, all of those. It's it's Nightmare on Elm Street. It's Halloween. It's those ones, not the, the Saw where there's this deranged psychopath. I mean, it's just different. But the, the classics are the ones that I watch. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's, it's the classics. I go so far to say if, if you're into film or, or, or drama, there is nothing better than watching the original, turn out all your lights mm-hmm. and just the TV and watch the original Dracula. Okay, that, okay, that, I've got to Just that. give that a shot because that is something bizarre about that. For one thing, it doesn't have a soundtrack. Okay. If, if, if they're not talking, <laughs> there's just silence and you're looking at their expressions and stuff. But that, that's, a, that's a classic. Yeah, I can't get into this, the, the, this new generation of horror, like the, the Annabelle's about the doll. They have, they have like six movies about this doll. I said, well, let's just like burn the doll, chop it up or something, right? You know, <laughs> Annabelle and then the, the house. It's that a doll, by you... the way, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Like... The house that wouldn't let you go out the back door and, and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's a doll. What can the doll do to you, right? Just give you a dirty look, <laughs> right? You know, <laughs> pee on your floor. <laughs> like, right. Like the little right. doll. Remember the dolls when you, you know, you, you have sisters? I don't know that, right? I do, yeah. I, so, yeah. You know, here's the thing. Do you remember? I guess Child's Play could be considered one of the classics too. With the yeah, movie, yeah, 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 yeah. Do Do you remember in the '80s there was this movie, The Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Yes, yes, indeed. So, do yes. you know some? So, so I'm I'm scrolling through my little Xfinity on demand. I won't miss, mention Xfinity again because it's not a sponsor of the show. But not I yet, was flipping through yet. my my cable, you know, provider. And they've got a bunch of movies that are free for the season for for Halloween. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Killer Clowns from Outer Space was one of them. I remember watching this a ton as a kid, right? And so I'm like, oh yeah, I'll watch this again. I remember this is one of my favorites. As I'm watching it, the first 15 minutes is just full of stuff that kids shouldn't hear. Right. <laughs> I mean, and I'm thinking, why in the world would my mother and my father let me watch this? Like I remember watching, I remember, I remember watching this movie so many times that we didn't even need them in the room. I mean, we would just literally pop in the VHS tape and watch it. And I mean, they are all kind of, you know, curse words and sexual innuendos. And I'm like, 
why in the world would my parents let an eight-year-old watch this? Wow. Parents, yeah. parents. I mean, it's just... It, oh, it, yeah, yeah, this is just horrible. But look how you turned <laughs> out, man. You know, in spite of all that, okay, right? Yeah. Right. So, so what has been... I know you enjoy the, the, the genre. The genre. Uh, mm-hmm. What has been the most horrific horror film for you? The one that you say, oh, I'm not ready to watch that again. You know what? So, so there, there, I've got two of them. Number one, when I was a when I was a kid, there was this movie series. I think it was called Basket Case, mm-hmm. where there was like this basket and this monster inside the basket, and it would only do th- bad things when people would open the basket. Is this the one the guy was just walking around with the basket, like holding <laughs> it on his hip? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, as a kid, that was the most terrifying one because I didn't understand why people kept opening the basket. Yeah, why? Why? Yeah, kid. But then as an adult, it was probably the the, the Jigsaw series, the Saw series, because Mm -hmm. it was just twisted stuff. Like there was a guy who also was stuck in a casket and then they like squeezed the walls together and smushed it. Like it was just like stuff that was weird, but could probably happen to a person for no reason at all. And so it's the senseless stuff like that that seems to be premeditated that bothers me more so than just like your normal serial killer psychopath like Michael Myers. Michael Myers is my favorite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the weird stuff that I just. Yeah, when I when I was a kid, I was like three years old, and somebody, somebody, uh, I didn't really have a problem with monsters, right? The mm-hmm. only monster I had a problem with was Wolfman because I figured I could outrun all the rest of them. Frankenstein <laughs> didn't have a chance, right? You know? Right. Yeah, come on, come on up here, Frank. You got to catch me, Frank. You know, he said, "No, I ain't, I'm shy. I'm chasing him." Yeah. But no, Wolfman sure. has a Wolfman had a pretty good forty time, so he would give me a you know he give me a run for it. But as an adult, I stumbled across. Uh, the movie The Cabin in the Woods. Mm, I don't know if you've ever seen that. I haven't. Maybe I need to. It actually bothered me. Mm. <laughs> I, I mean, after I turned it off, I said, "Oh man, I don't know if I'm ready to go to bed or not." Right? You know. And, and the thing about it was, it was, it was, it was like not not a satire, but it was based on the, the stuff that scared people, right? Mm-hmm. And and it had just a such a horrific ending. Um, that it bothered me for a while. Was it the one where me. the boyfriend had some girlfriend and tricked her to come to the woods, and he was in this plot to kill his family? Well, no, 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 no. This was this was one where um, it was a boyfriend. It was always a boyfriend and the girlfriend involved, but there was um, it involved a ritual. I can't. I don't want to, like people who haven't seen it. Okay. It involved a ritual, but they didn't know they were in the ritual until about halfway through, right? So until the ritual but, uh, had, had yeah. started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about that? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, wait a minute, we're in the ritual. But yeah, and, and I tell you a movie of one more before we get into the football. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. a federal football report. Right. That movie really bothered me. Uh, Misery. Did you ever see Misery? I did. Kathy, I did. Kathy that was twisted. Oscar for that. That they, was I, twisted. I said to my wife when we left, I know why they called it Misery now because I'm, I'm really miserable right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was that was an odd one. It's just something about the classics. And by the way, I don't know. I mean, if you're into this kind of stuff, please check out um, on I think it's FX, but you got or or Netflix. You got to watch Nurse Nurse Ratchet. I'm only in one. I'm only on episode one of uh, Nurse Ratchet, but you got to check it out. It seems like I have to check it out. Great. All right, the same people who made American Horror Story. But anyway, speaking okay. of an American Horror Story, let's talk about the NFL. Um, <laughs> good segue. Good segue. Uh, uh, they lose this uh, th- this weekend, and no one's, I don't think, surprised for the most part uh, to the Ravens. Before we talk about the team itself, I want to talk about the coach, and I want to talk about two reasons why I love Coach Ron Rivera, okay? Uh, number one is 
listen, tough guy. You know, uh, I believe mm-hmm. he played for a few years under Buddy Ryan, so you know he's yes. on defense. Yes. Um, but you know, he's dealing with this whole cancer thing, um, and he and, and he's taking you know obviously his chemo and stuff during the week. He's got to get IVs during the weekend, and just this this past Sunday, he just had stints where he had to sit on the bench and coach from the sidelines that way. Uh, but he was still out there and just, you know, obviously our thoughts and prayers are which with Coach Rivera, but wow. I mean, no one would blame him for sitting out a game or two, for not feeling well, uh, for going in the booth. But, you know, for so many people process things differently. You know, some could say, listen, you're dealing with this. You need to go uh, to the hospital, stay in the hospital or stay in the booth or stay home. Everyone process things that they deal with in life differently. And for him, if four and a half, five hours on a Sunday. He wants to be out there on the field coaching his team, despite what pain he has to go through. If that helps him process what he's going through and helps him through this stuff right now, let him do it. You know, don't criticize it. I've heard so much, I heard criticism. I'm like, these guys are ridiculous criticizing him for this. Like he's doing what he does. He's a football coach. And if this helps him process what he is going, because I'm not going through this. And it helps him process what he is going through. All I'm going to do is support coach. And so I, I love him for that, number one. Yeah. The second reason why I love Coach Ron Rivera is because he doesn't play games. He tells it like it is. He says, you know what? Some of these games, I'm not trying to win. I didn't call a timeout because I'm not trying to win this game. I'm not trying to get anybody <laughs> hurt. And if we lose, we lose. I felt the game was out of hand. I saw how we were playing on defense, saw how we were playing on offense. I didn't think we could win. I don't want to get anyone hurt, so I didn't call a timeout. He did call a few timeouts. This p- previous game against the Ravens, when the game mm-hmm. I guess he felt was in hand, or for whatever reason he wanted to call a timeout, but he doesn't play games. He doesn't try to tell the press one thing uh, when he really means something else. He says exactly what he means. And when asked on the official uh, uh, postgame show of the Washington football team with Scott Jackson, Scott asked him, hey, coming into this week against the Rams, is Dwayne Haskins your guy? He said, going into this week, he is. But let's see what happens in practice. He may not be come game time. I mean, that's real. And that's, <laughs> that's all we want. That's all we want is just to be real, right? You know, that should be for every position, though. You know, that's what, anytime somebody feels comfortable, I mean, unless you're Tom Brady, even Tom Brady never felt comfortable in his job. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like when the when the, when the uh, when the Pacers drafted uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, Brady was not happy about. That. <laughs> and, well, and, don't, and even before Garoppolo, don't remember there was Matt Castle who oh, when yeah. Brady got hurt in the first game. Matt Castle came in and went eleven and five, and if it wasn't for just the AFC having outrageous records that year, the Patriots would have made the playoffs. But they didn't. They missed it at eleven and five. But Matt right, Castle right. came in and got a big contract when Brady. Yeah, was. any quarterback who's comfortable and thinking that the job is his, he doesn't. You know, you don't need that guy leading you, right? You want that quarterback thinking that the job is his because he feels that he's the best quarterback right. and you know, no matter what he and that has to be um from his actions now this is not a Dwayne Haskins uh bashing session right but Dwayne Haskins has started 11 games I think mm-hmm. and, and people I remind people all the time Troy Troy Aikman Hall of Fame quarterback Troy Aikman his first season they won one game Right. Happened to be against the Burgundy and goal, but it was right. one game. So, you know, in this age of social media and instant gratification and, and microwaves and stuff, we, we got to 
um, you know, uh, we listen to the fans because we care about what you what, what you have to say. Well, let me take that back. We listen. We don't care what you have to say, but we'll listen to you. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I put an invite open. We didn't invite you to be on the show this week because we had some uh, logistical things, but I, I put the invitation open. You're welcome to come on the show and discuss it from your rational viewpoint. But but like like you said, man, I... I and, and sometimes I was watching the game and they show Ron, and I say, Ron, forget this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Forget mm-hmm. this is a game, man. We're talking about life, right? But like you said, this is life. Maybe, uh, maybe I kept getting flashbacks of the of the Creed movie. I don't know if you saw that, but you know, in, in, in the Creed movie, was the plot? Rocky was diagnosed with cancer. He had mm-hmm. already lost his wife to cancer. Yep, and. Uh, and lost his uh, best friend to cancer. And he said, I'm, you know, this is fight. This is a different fight. This is like rough as it gets. I don't want to just, you know, just go out like that, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, so Creed told him, look, if I fight, you're going to fight. So it would be scenes of him in the gym, like propped up against the wall, right? You know, and it looked like Ron Rivera, right? You know, right. doing what he loved, right? And mm-hmm. that's how he fought through it, right? So, yeah, I tipped my hats off. The NFL had a nice little tribute where they had – you know, a lot of people wishing Ron well, cardboard cutouts in the end zone, which I think yeah. is a stupid thing. But it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, you know, I understand the tribute, but I just, you know, put some dollar signs up there for cancer research and something. But they have a cardboard cutout. And always, you know, our friend Tony Kornhaus and Wilbon have the heads on sticks on their set. That's right. well, you're gonna do something. Put it, you know, put some heads on the sticks, right? But but it puts it in perspective, <laughs> man. This whole situation dealing with a global pandemic puts mm-hmm. it all in perspective, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about a game here now. Valuable uh, distraction and all, but it's still a game. So let's never forget this, right? This is not this is not life and death. Right. What Ron Rivera right. is going through is life and death. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And let me just say this too. You know, um, I don't want to be like morbid or anything, but you know, when you're dealing with cancer and uh, and, and, and and you know, I guess um, illnesses of that same ilk, you don't know what the outcome is going to be, right? I mean, right. to say, okay, well, Ron, you should stay home, or Ron, forget, you know he could abandon all things football and still not make it out of this alive, you know, or he could do what he loves and try to manage it and not make it out. Like there's no, we can't predict what's going to happen. And so if he chooses, you know, it's just funny because Stuart Scott talked about it, you know, when he was dealing with the ESPN um, maker, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it's like, listen, I'm going to fight and I'm going to do what I love and continue what I love for as long as I have. And I just think that there's something honorable about that. Yeah, something that, yeah. like, you know, I, I can't tell this man not to do it because there's no guarantee that if he listens to me, he's going to make it out alive. But anyway, right, right, right. Let's talk about the team. Um, let's let's talk about the one, I guess, the one in three and only a half game back of the uh, first place in the NFC East uh, Washington football team. Uh, they uh, lost uh, this past weekend, and so uh, they're one in three. Um, yeah, it lost to the Ravens, and so we're a quarter through the season. Um, let's do some grades. What do you give the Washington football team a quarter through the season, Kevin? I give them a, a, a let's say a, a generous C. Okay, a generous C. I think that um, the fan and all of us tended to overhype exactly what we have, and I'll, I'll start from the. Um, Defensive end, um, we have a, a, a defensive front that's full of number one picks. Mm-hmm. And that was like the most, a word that people use, the much ballyhooed part of the team. But I, I told people, I said, well, last year, 
we had three number one picks <laughs> and we won three games. <laughs> right. So, so don't let that be the determining factor. So, um, it's it's like you said. This is this is a, a work in progress, and and we got to take it for for what it is. You know, we have high hopes and grand expectations, but this is a, a, a three and thirteen team trying to get better. Right, right. And, and 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 it's funny because you know Bill Parcell said this years ago. When uh, you know, do you feel like your team's better than the record? Do you feel like like no? We are what the record says we are. You know what I mean? And. Right. And like you said, the team three and thirteen—that's that's the team you're dealing with, and uh, they aren't anything else until the uh, end of the sixteenth game. And there's another record for this season, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and and and, and I, I would I would like to, I would I would give them a C as well. And the and in in past years when we had as the coach, mm-hmm. you know, I would probably give them an F only because, like you said, expectations and what we're told and how we're doing to figure things out and, and so close and well this and well that. You know, I, I give it a C because of the benefit of the doubt with the coach. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera, without saying it, is letting everyone know that he's rebuilding something here, that the, the team, as he sees it, is not close to a Super Bowl, uh, that there's so much more building to do and that he's not even going to uh, risk injury at the attempt of winning a game that in a season where he sees it as rebuilding and meaningless, like a win, you know, uh, last week against the Browns um, or two weeks ago against the Cardinals when they had a realistic shot and you could try to do some clock management to get more plays and extend the game. He chose not to do it because he felt as if the game wouldn't mean much. And yeah, you know, it may feel good now, but is there really a difference between six and ten and eight and eight? Not really. Not really. Never. You know, and, and, and that's how he feels. Of, and he's and like, I'm is, building something here. And so I give it a C because I'm like, you know what? If you if you're building something, um, I do like some of the pieces that I see. I like what I saw, even though he's been hurt, uh, wasn't able to finish, hurt a game and a half. I like what I see from Chase Young. Um, I like I like what I see from Chase Young and how it's helping Montez sweat. And how is breathing breathing new life into Ryan Kerrigan? I like what I see from uh, Antonio Gibson. I like what I see from uh, uh, Terry McLaurin again in the second year. I like the fact that McLaurin uh, against the Cardinals was, you know, it was like, no, I don't care if uh, Peterson is checking me, throw me the ball. I I understand the fact that Dwayne Haskins is a young quarterback. Here's here's why I'm patient with Dwayne when others may not be. I got a chance. Dwayne, number one, Dwayne started one year in Ohio State. I got to see him play live in person against Minnesota and uh, and, and, and I'll be uh, the Golden Gophers. And I'll be honest with you, throughout his entire year, his last year in Ohio State, the one year where he was a starter, I was not impressed with what I saw on the field. He had a strong arm. He was a big quarterback and had potential. I thought that he would benefit better from another year in college, but I'm not in anyone's pockets. Go get the money. I'm 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 good with that. But I didn't feel like he was ready to be a starter. And then he comes into a dysfunctional situation with mm-hmm, and Daniel Snyder and this team and you and, and he's not even ready in my eyes to be a pro. When you're at Ohio State cuz Troy Smith went through the same thing. If you can throw the ball 50 yards, your athletes are better than 90% of the teams in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm, and so you're mm-hmm. going to score points. Just throw the ball up, and your receivers are going to get it because your athletes are better at the Ohio State University. So I didn't expect Dwayne to be 
you know, um, I didn't even expect Dwayne Haskins to be Dak Prescott. I didn't expect him to be Russell Wilson, who spent five years in school, had a graduate year at uh, Wisconsin, spent his time at NC State and did it. I didn't expect him to be these guys. I didn't expect him to be Lamar Jackson. I, I saw him and said he is a developmental project. He's not going to. And he's only played, like you said, 11 games. And so I give him a C because I feel like the team itself is better than the team last year. Yeah, interesting though. Um, and when when the new regime took over and made their assessment, um, the the offensive line, which is the building block of of, of, of any uh, good team, it seemed that it was like almost the same type of experiment. Let's see what we have here, and it wasn't like I don't know the the, the lack of effort to re-sign Eric Flowers after this team pretty much resuscitated his career. Um, the, the, the Brandon Scherf had, had, had one bad season and injury plague season. And, and they were negotiating with him in the media. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it seems like, you know, you got Ty and Secchi, well, this was two years ago, but Ty and Secchi is, a, is starting for an undefeated Buffalo team right now. A team right. went to the playoffs mm-hmm. last year. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's. I guess it was that maybe with the new president, they they will maybe change their philosophy. But well, I don't mean that president. I mean the team. <laughs> I mean the team president. Hey, look, well, who knows? Maybe changing the White House and doing some good too. But but that's what concerns me the most. Um, the team's lack of ability to get three yards. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know that that's the build. That's the foundation of anything you do. You get three if you can bust it for more. That's fine. But that's all that plays seem to be hit or miss. It seems to be big play or, or nothing. And, and there's nothing designed to just give you ball control. I mean, we're not talking like the new rock knee leather helmet type football. We're talking smart football here. Mm-hmm. I see I see way too many jet sweep motions where the receiver runs 50 yards across the field, 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage, and they fake to him. The timing that has to be pulled off to, to just fake some of these plays. It's so intricate. I mean, a half a second off and you're talking fumble. Mm-hmm. I, I think that he can't get into the flow of the game because all these other little things are in his head. And I think that I hope that Scott Turner realizes it and grows into this and, and, and just realizes that he's not one of these boy geniuses like a, a, a like a Sean McVay or a Kevin O'Connell or whoever else they want to be a genius or, or even the Eric B enemy. <laughs> right, right, you know, right, right. You right. know, just let's play some football. Let's just play, let's just line up, beat the man in the front of you and play some football. And, and hopefully that'll happen sooner rather than later. Yeah, no, hopefully, you know, um, so again, I guess we both give the team a C um, on, uh, on our first quarter grade. Isn't it amazing to me that the, that the, um, We've already played four games this season. We only have a quarter, what, 12, 12 more left. We are a quarter of the way through the season. We wow. didn't have the benefit of a preseason to analyze and look and see what we had. And the first two games, you know what? I'm By the way, give... I don't want to skip over that point. Um, you know, we don't, we didn't have a preseason, not just for us to analyze the team, but for the coaches to analyze the team mm-hmm. and see what we have. And so these first, the first two games, maybe even the first three, a lot of guys are trying to figure things out. Now, it's one thing if you're a team that has already that that you're a veteran team you are in here and i'll put it this way it's one thing if you're the dallas cowboys 
And you have players like Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, some of these other guys who've been together for a while and you're struggling now. You don't really need the preseason to know who you have and what you have. I mean, Kellen Moore was the offensive coordinator last year. Uh, you know, so you you, you kind of know what's going on and and you're still struggling. It's, that's different when you have a new coach. You've got young players like, you know, mm-hmm. Scary Terry and Dwayne Haskins. And you've got a couple of running backs who are who've never played in the league before. That is different struggling with that group of players than with another group of players. Like, I mean, there's a reason why when you see the Rams and even though the Saints are, well, I think they're two and two, why, you know, you watch these teams that have played together before that well oiled the machines, they know what's happening, the Kansas City Chiefs to get off to a fast start because they don't have to make these adjustments and figure out what they're doing. They don't right. need the preseason as much as the younger teams like the Redskins. Or, I mean, right. Like the Washington football team. Go ahead. I, I will say the games that, that, that the team has been less than impressive uh, have been non-conference games. And, you know, coach is smart enough to realize, well, hey, if you're going to experiment and we, you know, not have a preseason, this is the game to try some stuff out, right? You know, because mm-hmm. they don't, and, you, know, it, it, you know, you go, the record matters. Um, but in the scheme of things, right, the, the team is still uh, tied for first place. I mean, in terms of a division record, okay? They, you know, numerically, they're behind the, the Eagles, right? And, but, you know, the Eagles are nothing. <laughs> the Eagles are nothing. They just exposed. Carson Wentz is going to be the starting quarterback. I mean, yeah, yeah. They just exposed Kyle Shanahan for what he is, right? Which is Kyle Shanahan. I, I will tell you that I am happy with the way that the Ravens um, game ended because the Ravens knew that that uh, Haskins had to throw. They knew that they wanted to score, and he was still able to um, hit McCoy deep. The problem he's been having, he hasn't put, been putting enough air under the ball. He hasn't been letting right. receivers run under it. And that, this one, he allowed uh, Terry a chance to run under it. So I saw progress from the beginning of the game to the end. So, so, that, so that's a good thing. So also at the end of the game, when, um, you know, the, when Robert got into the game and uh, threw the deep ball and ended up to be an interception, that was the receiver's fault. I don't know if anybody yeah, noticed that. yeah. But, Receiver came Although back to the some, ball. Some would, say, some would say, oh, wait a minute. Is that our Kevin Stanfield make, uh, you know, defending RG3 again? Yeah, it is. <laughs> but hey, with good cause. <laughs> the evidence speaks for itself, Your Honor. I rest my case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, and you know what? We haven't touched on the secondary either. Um, uh, if it's a, it's a matter of talent, Kendall Fuller got two picks, hadn't even, um, you know, hadn't played because of an injury. But I see sort of a lack of aggression on the secondary in terms of coverage, right? I don't know if they're afraid of getting beat deep because they have a liability at, at, at the safety position of, of Apke. But I'd like to see a little bit more aggression. I do like the fact that whenever someone does something on the opposing team on offense, you see a lot of burgundy helmets around the ball. They, they do mm-hmm. tend to flock towards the ball. I'd like to see them do it before the guy gains 13 yards, though, <laughs> as opposed to afterwards. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I think there's hope. I think there's a lot of things to work on. I, I, I don't like the, the platoon system where one guy will be in the play, one game you know, in the game, one play, and then all of a sudden a completely different guys are in there. I don't like that. I think your best player should be on the field the predominance of the time and, and just take it from there. We know if you want to play, get better. I mean, mm-hmm. if guys know they're going to play mm-hmm. anyway, what's the incentive, the incentive to get better? You right. Know? No, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. So, that, uh, you know, that's, you know, they call it new football, whatever, man. It's, you know, it's just straight up. You know who the man is. 
You know who the man is at running back. You know who the man is at receiver. You know, they come up with a lot. Look, Schweitzer started at Who is Schweitzer? Where did he come from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. didn't know. The guy named Schweitzer was on the roster. You know, um, right. linebackers, they got linebackers every week. You don't know they're on the roster. Let mm-hmm. the best players play. And I think you'll see a difference. You know who's going to play in Dallas. You know who's going to play in Baltimore. You know who's going to play in Kansas City. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Let the best players play. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's Time America for your favorite segment, fake news or not. I've got three statements uh, coming out of Washington. Uh, Kevin's got to let me know whether it's fake news or not, and then why it's fake news or not. Statement That's number right. one, Kevin Stanfield, is if the Washington football team is for one reason or the other picking again in the top five uh, spots of the NFL draft, whether it's because Coach Rivera is not trying to win games or they just lose the game. (laughs) And one Trevor Lawrence is available. Does the Washington football team take Trevor Lawrence? Fake news or not? Fake news. Fake news. Absolutely fake news. Number one, that's trade bait right there. You get teams that would, just for the marquee value, you get teams that would – that would uh, spend a couple of draft picks that we can turn into offensive line help. That's, that's what the focus of this team has to be. They need stud offensive line. They need to build on that offensive line. And uh, then Trevor Lawrence is here right now. He's a big boy. Might not take him as long to get hurt, but he's going to get banged up. He's going to get beat up. He's not going to have a chance <laughs> to learn anything. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's fake. That's fake news. Okay, so that's he's fake He's going to be a stud in this league, just not here. Okay, that's fake news, ladies and gentlemen. Statement number two, uh, Kevin Stiffel. By the way, um, I agree with you. I don't think that getting Trevor Lawrence in the top five pick or whatever is going to make a difference on this team or not. Um, Fake uh, news or not, uh, question number two. Um, Despite seemingly not being able to stop anybody on offense for the most part, there is no reason to worry about the defense. They'll be fine. Fake news or not. Uh, that's fake news. That's okay. fake news okay. because <laughs> because being 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 able to stop somebody is pretty much a, a, a criteria. It's the point. It's <laughs> the point of defense. Yeah. yeah, that's what you want. You know, you have you like to have that be one of your characteristics. We like to mm-hmm. stop people, and and like I said, you know, you get one guy. The, the, the way to stop them on passing situations is is to, to stop them from passing. I mean. They got they got had the Arizona Cardinals in a, a, n- a number of uh, passing situations and and they just let them complete the pass and that's because of the guys get open and guys get open because they find the seams in the zone they're playing zone because they don't trust the man defense for some reason and and that's where the, that's where it takes it's gonna, they're going to have to man up with that pass rush if they were playing a tight man defense and didn't give the quarterback chance to make decisions. The turnovers will just start multiplying, start popping up. So yeah, that's that's um, that's fake news. We we don't know if it's a lack of talent or or the coaches just think they're smarter than they are. But they're just gonna have to man up. You know, mm-hmm. if you get right. beat, you get beat. You know, right. you're the one on national TV. <laughs> you're the one. You you know, if you're gonna get beat, you the world gonna see you get beat. So you better not get beat. You know, well, it's a mindset. Half of defense is a mindset. You know, you go. you go. You got to you know. I heard a Bill Cosby story once, like, like he said, uh, he was playing against a team that had the Golden Boy on it, right? You know, and and uh, he said uh, he was playing defense, and Golden Boy was running at him. He said to himself, "I'm gonna stop you! I'm gonna stop you! I'm gonna stop you!" And he said he didn't know Golden Boy was saying, 
Oh, no, you're not. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all mindset, man. You got to want to do it. You got to believe you can do it. Then you do it. There you go. And fake news and not statement uh, number three, Kevin, is about the coaching staff. Uh, listen, the, 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 uh, the statement is, number you, you need to buy in to Coach Rivera's um, we, I'm not concerned about winning every game this year because we're building something mentality. I'll say it again, that we, that, that you need to buy in to coach Rivera's. I'm not trying to win every single game this year, uh, because we're building something mentality, fake news or not. I think that that's news. I think okay. that, that, um, he wants to win every single game. Uh, I think that he he realized those games are out. He couldn't have won those games. Mm-hmm. If, if they could have stopped uh, uh, Arizona and, 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 and stopped Cleveland, if they, yeah, mm-hmm. if they could have stopped those teams, they would have stopped them earlier. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what makes people say they're going to stop them at the end of the game and they couldn't stop them for three and a half quarters? Let's be realistic about this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and, and this is his preseason. He's scouting. He's seeing what he has available in talent. He's playing – He's playing every player on his roster. <laughs> right, right, yeah, you know? yeah. He definitely he's playing is. Every single. Who is Isaiah Wright? Where did he come from? Right. He mm-hmm. turns out, turns out he's been one of your, your best receivers. I'd like to see him play Cam Sims a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think that he has a, a way of going and getting the ball. That remember last year the the fifty fifty ball was all the rage. That people kept talking about the fifty fifty ball. Let the receiver go get it and throw it up. When Josh Dotson was here, they don't get enough fifty fifty. What happened to the fifty fifty ball? Do people not care about the 50-50 ball anymore? Oh, no, it's it not... like nobody's throwing the 50-50 ball. Nobody's anymore. throwing the 50-50 ball. Oh, here's what I want. I want the 100 ball. You throw... <laughs> <laughs> right. I want... you throw it to my guy, he catches it. That's 100%. That's what I'm looking for, right? But, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that that's news. I think that you got to buy into it. I think that three games isn't enough for anything. This, this fan base would have fired Joe Gibbs by now. They would have fired Jimmy Johnson. They would have fired Bill Parcell. They would have mm-hmm. fired Jim Fossil who's won two Super Bowls, you know. This, you know, we got to be patient. This is a process, and especially with this year, right, because nothing is normal, right? Nothing is normal. Who knows what's going on behind? But if you're the New England Patriots and you come in and say, what? My starting quarterback has tested positive, right? And he's in the huddle yelling at us, right? Right. I just, you know, and, and one point about that, and by the way, everybody, that's uh, fake news and I will do another segment next week. That's um, right. If I'm the New England Patriots, I'm just kind of like, hey, guys, I get it. We want all these games to get in. We don't want to reschedule stuff. But I don't want to go into this game against the Super Bowl champions without my starting quarterback. We got to reschedule this thing. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I, we can't, like, it's not fair. Right. right and right. yeah, but, people will say, well, you know, you would have to go with it if he had gotten injured in the previous game. Yeah, well, he, yes, but he didn't get injured in the previous game. And like, yeah, I don't understand this whole mentality of, oh, well, if, if, if this player or that player, you know, and I get it if it's a backup, like the backup quarterback or a second string or third string offensive lineman get hurt, play the game. But if a starting quarterback, I don't know, man. Yeah, and then you have to look at the environment and the and the situation in, in which he contracted the disease, right? You know, it's got to be if he's abiding by all the rules and regulations, it's an unsanitary environment. This is a football field. What made them think this wasn't happening, right? You're talking to the NBA. Who knows? What's, I mean, you're talking 12 guys a team as opposed to 53. 
It's, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, just I mean, if you're a gambler, you look at the odds. I don't know what that means, but I know there's more <laughs> chance if you got 53 dudes on your team, there's more chance you getting into this if you got 12 dudes. So mm -hmm. it's, it's 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 a bizarre circumstance, and you know, I, I just you know wish the players well because they're, they're you know you can't you can't social distance playing a contact sport. That's all no, it is. To no, it. You I mean, but you gotta it makes no sense. You can't be six feet apart. You gotta That's be right. right on them. You gotta tackle. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about um, uh, the game coming up uh, this upcoming week um, with the Washington football team. Uh, how do you see this whole thing playing out, Kevin? I, I think the that the I think the Rams are overrated. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that that uh, that you know Sean McVay is a, is a bright individual. I think he's smart, but he's not smarter than everybody else. Um, Belichick showed us that in the Super Bowl when they had the unstoppable offense, and he just lets. He took the offense. The, the, and the Rams have not been the same since that. Right. The Rams didn't yeah. make the playoffs yeah. last yeah. year, right? Mm -hmm. So the Rams are, um, are totally overrated. Um, and I, I believe that this team and, – and the defense is not that great. I mean, Jalen Ramsey is a, uh, is a great player. Well, when he's uh, not he's only, fighting like the brother of his uh, kid's mother or whatever. Or yeah, what's, what's wrong with people? Oh, you know, that most of the crazy guys in, in football are cornerbacks. <laughs> you know right. You got Keem to leave. You got Jalen Ramsey. You got uh, uh, Pac-Man Jones. You got. Well, I, I mean, listen. They say know. that you know these um, star receivers are divas, but what about you know supposed lockdown cornerbacks? Man, yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, that's bizarre, man. It's just bizarre. Look divas, at, divas. Look at, and then you get uh, what was what was the guy's name that used to be on the Burgundy Gold last year who got accused of stealing stuff at the party. Uh, uh, not, it was a Quentin Dunbar who did that. Or, was that the same that? guy who had some kind of incident outside of some sports bar or something? Yeah, well, I know Quentin might have been Dunbar. Quentin Dunbar. Yeah. yeah, it might have been Dunbar. And this boy it was a cute. Who was the one who dropped off a young lady after she was like overdosed on drugs from his house? Oh, and dropped yeah, off that a, was uh, uh, like just uh, dropped uh, off at the hospital and then left. Right, he's in jail now. Uh, he was on the team last year. Oh uh, God, what was his name? <laughs> Mendel Nicholson. Uh, oh yeah, um, Nick, yeah, Monte Nicholson. Monte, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, the defensive. Maybe we need that. Maybe that's what's missing. We need a little insanity in the backfield, a little control <laughs> insanity. Well, um, see, now you sound like our friend Doc Walker, <laughs> who just wants he he wants good players on the team and good people, but he wants three or four, you know, as he calls them, Neanderthals. And yeah, 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 yeah. Wants he wants gangsters on the field, too. We need a couple of young, longest yard type dudes on this team, <laughs> man. You know, that's what we got. We got too many sophisticates, right? We need, we need to stop by Lorton to get a couple of dudes. Lorton, you know what? That's the problem. Lorton isn't there anymore. It's condos. <laughs> <laughs> they are condos. Yeah, they shut Lorton down years ago. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, look, man, I, I want I to share a little something about um, – uh, oh, I didn't get your take on the game before we do this. What, what do you think is going to happen next week? Well, listen, I mean, I think a lot just, to, uh, you know, a lot depends on Dwayne and the offense. You know, unlike you and fake news or not, I'm not really concerned about the defense. I'm one mm -hmm. of those guys who believes with decent coaching, talent wins. And I think there's a ton of talent in, on his defense. And I think that they're probably one to two players in the secondary away from being like a shutdown defense. You know, mm -hmm. they just need some guys who can cover. Um so to me, it literally just depends on whether or not the offense can um, can execute plays that are called. You know, I look I, I look at it and I see I see guys overthrown, I see guys underthrown, 
Um, I see, uh, you know, the offensive line missing an assignment here or there. I do see some promise from uh, Antonio Gibson. Um, you know, I see uh, McLaurin. I just think that it's going to come down to being able to execute. The problem is, is that, like you said, the Rams, I do believe with you, they're overrated. But I feel like they're overrated in the fact that they're probably not like the team to beat in the NFC. I think that might be Seattle. Um, mm-hmm. However, I do believe that the Rams have a ton of talent and it can be really explosive on offense and um, uh, 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 and on defense. They still have Aaron Donald, you know, and that's my concern. If Dwayne is feeling the pressure and, the, and, and he's not getting a lot of protection and Aaron is in his face a lot, he might get happy feet. Uh, and so I think it's, it's going to be getting the ball out of Dwayne's hands quickly. It's going to be getting McLaurin. And, and I don't care if Ramsey's checking them. Get the ball to McLaurin. You know, it's going yeah, to be yeah, getting yeah. the ball to McLaurin. It's going to be getting the ball to Gibson. It's going to be getting the ball out of Dwayne's hands fast. Um, and I think Jared Goff is overrated. I, I, I think that this defense, you know, can get pressure on Goff and can force the Rams into turnovers. I think it's going to be closer than we think. Um, but, you know, the, again, they, they've got to play smart and fast on offense. It's going to depend yeah. on that. One thing about golf is you know where he's going to be. He's going to be in the pocket, and I think that gives the advantage to these number one picks. I don't, I don't know if Chase, if Chase Young uh, is going to play. But I don't understand. What is it about the, the difference between training as a, a, a pro and, and training in college? Uh, you know, we, are we looking at another situation like Jadavian Clowney where injuries will just hold the dude down until his contract expires and he goes somewhere else? I hope not, but – the one thing he has in his favor is we don't have the same medical crew we've had for the past four years. No, you're right. But I, and, I, and I will tell you, I, I will tell you the difference. The difference between that is the fact that in college, you're trying to play to get to the pros and get that money. In the NFL, you've got it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. whether it is I've got the money and I'm not going to play. I'm not saying that's Chase Young. It could be from an ownership perspective that we've got this young player. We've invested a lot of money. We don't want him going out there if he doesn't feel 100 percent because we want to protect our investment. And so I think it's a I think I think it's a it's a mixture of, uh, of things. But I will say this about Chase Young. I love his passion. He's on the sidelines. He is emotionally invested in whether or yeah. not this team wins or not. And he's screaming. He's got you can tell that it means something to him that the Washington football team wins or, or, or plays good in these games. Yeah. He's fully yeah. invested. And I love yeah. I love seeing him on the sidelines. Yeah, know, that's right. And yelling and, and, and wanting things to go right. That's right. Maybe the, maybe he can like inspire his other when he need a yard. Give us a yard. I said, Dwayne Haskins on the quarterback sneak. The guy's 6'4", 225, 230. Yeah, let's do that more often. If you need three yards, <laughs> run them up the middle. I don't care. That's, you know, sure. you know, my philosophy, you get three yards every play. If you do it four times, that's the first down. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah let's continue that passion. And, and uh, I think I'm looking for a win. I think this will be a win. I think mm-hmm. no one else. I'm sure the Rams are favorite. I'm looking for a win. I mean, you know, the, the, the whole thing about going against your former team, that's overrated as well, unless you're a player. <laughs> you know, right, right, right. right. Master the players, right? I love going against guys I used to play with. But um, and the Washington football team needs to win because I mean the Cowboys and Giants play each other this week. This yes, week. yes, yes. So, so one of them thing, is going to get a division win. You know, so. you know. Sometimes, like I say, you got to do like the big Russian: win for yourself. Don't right. win for the Burgundy and Gold fan. Don't win for the coach. Win for yourself. 
Don't even win for the federal football report. Um, Don't win for us. So one country that's got to win is Mexico. Kevin, you just were traveling, and you've got COVID-19 and travel updates from Mexico. Go right ahead. Yeah, I was on a top-secret assignment uh, checking out. Because, uh, you know, there's travel restrictions all over the world. Uh, of course, you know, we talk about immigration. So most of the travel restrictions are against people coming from the United States because we mm -hmm. are the, hot, the global hotspot. For, global, uh, for COVID-19, and it's because we have not, as a nation, taken this thing seriously. We've politicized it. We've called it fake. The administration has used it for its own selfish gains. But we decided we needed to get away for a while. So we did the research, and we looked at what the travel restrictions are uh, going to Mexico, right? We went to the Cancun area, Acomal, Mexico, which is okay. a beautiful place. The first thing, before you leave the local airport, the Mexican government makes you sign a, 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 a waiver on your phone to say, hey, you haven't been near COVID, you don't have COVID, you're not sick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we affirm this, right? Okay, we do this before you even board the plane leaving here. Getting uh, get the airlines, they, they wipe you down with hand sanitizer, head to toe, they give you wipes and stuff. Uh, my daughter, my daughter's scumbag business, which we'll talk about on the next show. We take that stuff, we sterilize, we put, the, you know, we wipe down the bins. Totally still advisement. You get to Mexico and the guys are sitting there in the hazmat suits almost with computer screens and they're scanning you from head to toe mm. as you come down the jetway, as you leave the plane. Wow. Anybody that glows a little bit red, they pull them to the side. Oh, <laughs> right. okay. You don't get into the country if you scan positive if you for scan anything. For, yeah, anything yeah, red, yeah, you, you got yeah, to really. if, you, if you've been eating a, a red, red hot candies, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> a hot bag of barbecue, barbecue Fritos. No, none of that stuff. You go to the side. Everybody wears at least a mask. Most of them, uh, the, the, like the tourism industry in particular, were wearing a mask and a shield. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Everything is social distance. Right. Everything. They got marks everywhere. Whoever you know, somebody rich. The people making those stand right here uh, stickers. <laughs> <laughs> and those stickers is a sticker that says "Stand here." You know, yeah, social yeah. distance. Hand sanitizer stations everywhere. If you look to your right, there's one. To your left, there's one. You never have to say, oh, where's, where's the hand sanitizing station? By the time you say, where's the hat? Oh, you see one. <laughs> <laughs> right? The resort, the restaurant, you know, they moved all the, all the, the, the chairs away. So the chairs, like by the pool, more than six feet apart. All the workers at the resort are temperature tested twice a day. Mm. The restaurants are touchless where they have buffets. They have a serve. They have it roped off so you can't get to the food with a server there wearing a, a shield and goggles and a mask. Wow. Well, what would you like? Okay. The silverware is sterilized and sealed. Silverware, not plastic, right? Mm -hmm. Steel. They hand it to you with tongs like it was radioactive, right? <laughs> they don't want to come in contact with you. The menus, they don't. They don't pass off menus. They have mm -hmm. a a thing with a, a barcode on it, you scan yeah. your phone, and, and then you pop it up on the phone, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if mm -hmm. you're not, we felt much more safe and secure being in public in Mexico than we, than we have in, in the past five months in the United States. Oh, and man. that's a shame. It is that's a shame. A shame. It's a hundred percent shame. And what's crazy is, is that when you look at the country and I'm not going to get into politics, but you know, I think it's it's undeniable that, you know, we have a president who, um, you know, and again, not getting into politics, who 
isn't the most cautious when it has come to COVID-19. <laughs> Whether it's wearing a face mask, making sure everyone else does, you can look at the Republican National Convention and you can and you and you understand that, okay, this guy, I'm not gonna say he doesn't take it seriously. I'm not gonna say that he I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even get into politics. I'm gonna say that it is safe to say that when it comes on a scale of one to ten, he didn't market a ten. Okay. Yeah, no. He didn't market a ten. All right. Nope. Um and now he has it. Okay. <laughs> All right. And yeah, even though he has it, he still isn't marketing it, marketing it a 10. And that's the guy who's leading the country. And yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. obvious that while there are other places like Mexico who folks can travel to, uh, they can go out and have a good time and do certain things and you feel safe and everything, that that's not been the case here and it's because of leadership. I mean, I think that's safe to say, and it doesn't seem like I'm making a political statement one way or the other. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's not a political statement. That's a statement in fact. I mean, from the from the out, from the onset, it was it was branded as a hoax. You know, under his breath, the 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 the, the China virus uh, is is it wasn't really. Well, they did not take the, the the magnitude of this seriously, right? And even with the with the push to to open businesses and to start professional leagues, it was never. First and foremost, the health and, and, and safety of the, of the people. It was right. about what it could do for the economy, right? Right, right. And right. I, I, my philosophy is, when people are dead, they tend to spend less money than those who are <laughs> alive, right? So, if, you know, maybe I right. should be the secretary of the treasury, but that's my philosophy. <laughs> dead people spend less money than alive people. So, if they did as much as they could to keep people alive. The economy would grow on its own. And, but I mean, bottom line is, I have seen up close and personal that something could be done. And it's more than what we're doing right now. There's more. I never felt unsafe. I never yeah. felt unsafe. So, uh, although I do have, I did have to take a, a, a COVID test because people in my church saw this, you know, in Facebook in Mexico, and they said, hey, you can't be up here with the band. <laughs> well, that's just because they're used to being in America and not in Mexico where, you know, yeah. they take the proper precautions. And, and yeah, yeah, we don't hear none of that. Go to, <laughs> yeah, go nice. take a test. And I did. I took a test. It's, it's, uh, it's not the most pleasant experience in the world, you know. It's, uh, they pretty much, they, they, Is it still they, the nose thing? Yeah, yeah. They stick this thing up your nose and, and try to look at your belly button. <laughs> was, huh. Huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, hey, I don't, I don't you know, I don't mind, you know, if, you know, if you know if it puts their mind at ease, but because they don't know, they all they know is what they've seen on on TV and, and the hot spots and all this. But but you know, and and here's something like South Korea, you know, they did like the complete contact tracing. They had it automated from the beginning, and they mm-hmm. and they, they 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 said, okay, people, we love y'all. This is what we're gonna do. <laughs> from no, the beginning. Yeah, you know, but yeah, South Korea complaining country, about yeah. it. As a country, because there's still no national policy, but as a country, if there was a national policy uh, and there was a national, whether it was one month, we're going to take our medicine or a month and a half shutdown and then phased reopenings, where would we be now? Where would we, where would we be now? But that, that's got to come from the top. And if the top don't believe it's, it's a big deal, you're going to have, you know, at least a third or, or, or maybe even more who don't believe it's, it's that, you know, way. And then the, the, the sad thing is, is that the longer we go into this, because this started in early March, it is now October uh, the 6th when we're recording this, that there are some people who take this seriously, 
but because it's been going on for so long, they're kind of desensitized to it. And mm-hmm. folks who, because I mean, I know people and, and, and stuff who, who were high strung on in March about not going anywhere, not talking to anyone, not being around anyone, who now will go out to dinner and go to a mall to pick up a shirt, uh, who wouldn't do this four, five, six months ago, but it's simply because it's been going on so long that they've been used to it and think, oh, if I just, you know, I can just go out and kind of, you know, and it's fine. It's like, no, if we would have just taken it seriously a month and a half ago and just shut things down, then we had to do, we probably, as a country, we'd be over it by now. I, I was on my way up uh, uh, to the station. I was uh, working on the Navy broadcast last week, and I had to take a Navy football. Cut. Pete Navy Medhurst? Football. Is Pete Medhurst right. still doing Pete it? Pete Medhurst. And Jerry Sandusky. Not that Jerry Sandusky. <laughs> not <laughs> Penn State Jerry No, Sandusky. not that one. No, no. Not He's not broadcasting one. any games, no. or should he be? Navy midshipman. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's Medhurst. Anyway, I drove through DuPont Circle. In a three-block area, I saw everybody wearing their mask, nobody wearing their mask, and people with masks, but they were carrying them in their hands. I said, people, we can do better than that. We can do better than that. I've seen it. I know we can if we just put our minds to it, right? We all Americans, we all want this, we all want this to go away. And and it's not about what one man says. It's not, it's about what we all do. So mm-hmm. um, you know, we wish him the best. He has it. Those around him, everybody who was in that super soaker event, whatever you call it, has it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta figure. And nobody in the past three days has mentioned the poor first lady. <laughs> you know, that's what's interesting. Like everyone's talking about how the president has it. He's at Walter Reed, this and that. And I'm like, well, what about his wife? I mean, she has it too. No one's even talked about her. What's yeah, I, I, her you know, the poor lady, right? You know, like he, he said. Uh, honey, I'm home. That's okay. I'm isolated. Stay out there. <laughs> I imagine with those two, and it just seems like it's obvious there's going to be a lot of changes with them once he leaves the White House. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's going to be a lot of changes everywhere. This country's got to, you know, we got some work to do. But we're up to it. We're up to the task, right? You know, we, hey, did look. See, did you see the comparison between the embrace between uh, former Vice President Joe Biden and his wife versus the current president. Yeah, I saw the lack of embrace. Uh, Quite the difference. I mean, it's one thing to say lack of embrace. Another thing to say, like, just trying trying to separate yourself. Like, not... Yeah, yeah. It's one thing to say lack of embrace. Another thing to say trying not to embrace. It reminded me I had to clean out the refrigerator. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Man, so, um, yeah, so the country do better. I know you know... Um, you know, we, we love all of you. I want to see all of you stay healthy. You're right. You're, what was our motto? Um, um, physically close. No, socially close. Physically different. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way you get it done. That's and that's how we want to do it, you guys. Act like you have it and you don't want to give it to nobody. That's, that's how right. we stay safe. All right, folks, it's the Federal Football Report. We'll talk more Washington football team. Burgundy and gold. Next week.